We are joining you once again from Eastern Los Angeles, a stone's throw from Alhambra. It's Inside LAFC, the Max and Vince podcast. Vince LaRosa, Max Bretos. It's a great day, literally, figuratively, LAFC players, fans, coaches still in the light of defeating the LA Galaxy at their place for the first time. I got my steps a little bit springy. I got a little bit of a glow. I mean, it feels it feels very good to walk away from there with all three points. And geez, the celebrations were incredible. And we'll talk we'll talk about it. There, there's so much to talk about around this game, other than even the game. Like yeah. there's just so much around. An, it. an amazing day for not just LAFC support, but major uh, support for this sport in this country. That is a day that will last on for many, many years. We have a lot of good things to discuss. It was just a great, it's been a great month. It's been a great season thus far for LAC. We'll document that. We'll be joined by Ryan Hollingshead. He had a very special, he had a pretty special Sunday. Pretty good day for him and his birthday. Very special day. And we'll answer some of your questions. We asked you, and if you have questions, reach out to us. We're gonna start answering them here on the podcast. And as always, we remind you to rate, review, download, subscribe, tell a friend inside LAFC. MVP begins right now. We return now to a document what was an unforgettable Sunday on the field, in the stands, on the ride there, on the ride home. Uh, <laughs> we, we, this is the, the, the big Derby game, and it didn't disappoint. By the way, I, I was laughing again because of what Giorgio Chiellini said to us. This is not a Derby. Too many goals. Too many goals. Once again, too many goals. We had five. Could have had more. Yeah. I mean, that, by the way, the last 30 minutes of that game was so much fun. Because you're on your edge of your seat, was and it it's fun? it wasn't it was that weird <laughs> fun where you're completely engaged. You're going, it's going like this, and you're like, I mean, it was it was in the back of your mind thinking because I'm always thinking this way when I'm covering Major League Soccer. We know everyone's on board there, mm-hmm. but you're saying we needed these great showpiece events where people go, yeah, and that's what I'm thinking sometimes. Someone's going to yeah. tune in this. This is well worth my time. Well, to that point, you and I are recording this on a Wednesday. The game was on Sunday. And people I'm still running into her are just blown away. They're saying, I've n- never seen anything like that. And I go, yeah, I mean, MLS doesn't. They go, no, 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 it's not MLS. That's a worldwide thing. Yeah. I've never seen anything like that. We'll talk about the supporters, but what we saw there in the footage, and I was at the right place. I was in the press box, and the jump for LA, for LA Football Club was going on. I just hit the phone record, and it got retweeted, and all those things went viral. But that's what you see when you go on social media and go, hey, look at this game in Brazil. Look at this game in Argentina. Look at this game in Germany. That was it. It was not a degree below. It was that intense support culture that we always have to hear about somewhere very far away. But this happened here in Los Angeles. Yeah, I think it was very cool. I mean, I, I recently <clears throat> stumbled back on the um, the Derby Days series uh, that Copa 90 used to do. And I, I particularly, I sat back and watched the, um, remember way back when, when uh, River and Boca were playing in the Copa Libertadores final. It obviously had some trouble so they ended up having to finish out in Madrid which was crazy to think that uh, you know they had to go a whole half world away to finish this but it's just very telling one it well, but one of the things that they say though even though they obviously have problems with violence and other things like that they say but it's not a derby unless both sets of fans can be in the building like they don't like it if they're just chanting to themselves they want to be able to like right. well if I'm just chanting to my friends who am I who am I really talking to who am I who am I yelling at who am I getting at and and it's nice, I mean, not nice for the galaxy, but it was cool to have 
a real clash of the two sets of fans in the building and to hear both. And I will say this, in front of me was a, a child, probably five or six, Jump for LA Football Club goes and he's wearing his Galaxy jersey, his brand new Galaxy jersey, and he's starting to move along to it. And his dad's like, no, no, stop. No, no, yeah. stop. Uh -huh. <laughs> it was pretty, it was pretty, it was cute. It was very funny, but it's just one of those things where like, people dig it, man. They enjoy it. And that's, those uh, scenes and those pictures go out around the world. You're, you're gonna get some new fans just from the fact of the presence. Not even, not even the play on the field, not even Carlos Vela, not even the, the championships. The fan base and the presence of the fan base is gonna grow this uh, grow the league, but really grow LAFC. Really, the, to think about this game, it's it, it, you almost have to think about it through the Galaxy's perspective. They haven't won a game. Uh, the uh, the dismay from the supporter groups towards the leadership there, and that was manifested in many ways. And you say like to these these rivalry games, they want to have both fan bases there. But was what's singular in this because of all of that was happening with the Galaxy. It felt there was it was an LAFC home game. Mm -hmm. uh, you walk around, you'd see the black and gold shirts. It was a it was a bit of a perfect storm for the Galaxy. They have a lot of issues that they need to work out on the field in many other ways. Uh, but it, you know, it was it, uh, even going to Greg Vanny earlier in the week, uh, reacting in a way which you really have it's never seen from him. Cool, calm and pretty cool. But this is this was an intense situation for the Galaxy. And LAFC, it's like, what, I, what was the expression? I keep messing it up. Kick them while they're down. Yeah. And that's what LAFC did by making that breakthrough result, getting the victory for the first time ever there. And their fans showing that uh, they are the, the hottest thing in Los Angeles. That they went there and were a big part as to why LAFC now have been able to check so many things. That was the last piece of it, right? They right. had the playoff success. The overall success, you can do that with the numbers. Galaxy have won at LAFC. But LAFC had never won there, and now that was hanging over the players, the supporters, and now it's gone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all the count, all the context was on the Galaxy side. Like you had all these caveats. <laughs> well, this is why this isn't happening. This is why this isn't happening. And I remember going into the week, um, going into the matchup, and, and reading a lot of previews and things like that. And it, basically, the the gist of it was this: whichever teams win this, it, it fixes it, it fixes everything for them. And I was like, I don't know. I think even if the Galaxy win this game, they still got a lot of work yeah. to do. It would be um, a huge. It would have been a huge boost, and they, and again, you see, maybe if the Galaxy played the way they play against LAFC against the rest of the league, they could they wouldn't be in this predicament. Maybe that's a bit naive, very over the surface, but LAFC knows that they get the Galaxy's best shot, and they got it again here. Yeah, and the only thing I can think of in the greater context, in the world context, was that I think it was two years ago when Eintracht went to Barcelona, went to the Camp Nou. And remember, a lot of Eintracht fans Great. bought like, what was it, like twenty to thirty thousand tickets, which is sizable now in, in a stadium that's very large. But you remember coming out of that, it was like uh, Barca fans were like, there should be people arrested. Like we, they were so upset. So I will be curious to see how they sort this out because I know that it's a boycott, and the Galaxy fans were like, no, we wanted it to be empty, but I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, <laughs> it's you got to be careful because yeah. it's like you you want to you. Uh, you want to show, I mean, for, it would have been very powerful probably if the Galaxy had a rivalry game and the place was empty and they said, this, is, this demonstrates our, uh, our unhappiness. But that wasn't the case. It felt like a Derby game because of not just one section, but it felt like six sections of LAFC supporters, which we just have, illuminated the place. We have two stadiums now. Yeah. yeah we, <laughs> you might see that the Galaxy protest might be a little better when they play Austin. That's, that's going to be down at their park. And a game they really need. 
And we're not going to talk about the galaxy, but it's almost impossible not to because what was happening in their world, I think, set the foundation for this game on Sunday. And I think what it also says is this was business as usual. So for you people that are maybe are new or not even LFC fans that, that just happen to stumble along this podcast, like we're we're surprised because of the the Derby nature of it to be able to get that many fans in there for it to be an, a, a blackout of that stadium. But we're not surprised really that, that there was a lot of fans. We're not surprised yeah. that how how adamant our supporters were like, there's tickets, we want them. Give 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 every single ticket to us. We want to be there. We want to be there together. That doesn't surprise us. So that's why it's. Like you said, we, we kind of talk more on the Galaxy side because this is just, this is business as usual for LAFC. We win games, we show up in numbers, uh, and we celebrate, you know, in, in good times and in bad times. I will say, the, actually, I want to talk about this before. Um, obviously, great to win. I was still a little bit surprised, boycott or not, how long LAFC was allowed to celebrate in that end of the field with their fans, which was that, fantastic. Uh, that, I, it almost brought a tear to my eye to be able to see crazy. them and see the emotion coming off the players, guys like Ilya, Carlos Vela even, just a lot of emotion and how awesome that was to them. But there was a point there where I was like, okay, they did Shala Law, that's, that's, that's crazy. And then they were starting, then they did the, the fist pump, the LAFC, the win chant. I was like, are they gonna shoo them along? And they just allowed them to literally own the pitch, own the field, own the stadium. That was to me, uh, I don't know. If I'm a Galaxy fan, I would have been like, that's a step too far. <laughs> they had to grin and bear it, but it was, I'd never seen anything like it, and uh, it just all came out here. I know we were going to talk about our memories from there. I did want to say, you know, I've always seen that section there, so this time I, I went over there, and it's, it's closed off for security reasons. I mean, it was pretty safe there because there wasn't mm -hmm. a Galaxy presence for all the reasons we pointed out. But just to be safe, went in there and such a great reception. People asking about you too, Vince. They, uh, uh, we're very lucky that we have you and they're very appreciative of the stuff we do. I sat with the 42 Originals. Uh, uh, He's a good crew to sit with. Yes. <laughs> I, got to, I was in the, yeah. For those of you that don't know, look it up. Yes. Uh, so I was there and, uh, and I got, got a beer and it was just to sit there and it was really nice. And, 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 to, and I love that. I think Dinian Hill Sports Park is a great place to watch a game, especially on a derby match. So it's obviously about 5,000 more seats than you get at BMO Stadium. But it holds up, and you get in there, you feel like it's a big occasion because it's normally there with the LAFC games. But uh, it's, uh, it's, a nice, uh, it's a nice memories there. I did have to take an Uber on the way home, and it never came. I just want to say that. I took so my wife after 90 minutes. She there's was an not Uber pleased. still waiting at Dignity Health Sports Park it, for no, Max No, it never came. Not going to come back. I left about an hour and a half, two hours after the game. But uh, it, was, uh, it was a wonderful afternoon to spend it there with the supporters. And, um, and uh, a reminder to go and, and carve out some time with you guys some more because you guys are the best. Had some yeah. great conversations. Not the best game, though, huh? No. It was weird. It was a weird game. Yeah, weird game. But uh, this is what I, to talk about LAFC on the field and our guest later, Ryan Holling, said, I'm going to ask him this, too. And I was debating this afterwards because LAFC are unbeaten in MLS. They're the only team yet to taste defeat, getting a nice little... Santa Ana wind here in Alhambra adjacent. It's a strong one. Look at that. I don't know if you guys can pick that up. But uh, about A, you know, you know, and I was even listening to Extra Time and someone jokingly said, can this LAFC team run the table without tasting defeat? It's not going to happen. But no, it happen the fact that we can throw it out there at this point is interesting. Right. Um, it's, it'll probably happen. It'll probably happen pretty soon because of the demanding schedule. But the fact that this team is undefeated in MLS the fact that they've made it through the semifinals of the CONCACAF Champions League, and they really haven't had that 
fantastic game. But maybe the first leg of Alawalense, the second leg, you could say, was mm -hmm. close to optimal. The New England game where they won four zip or they were tearing it was close to optimal, but I wouldn't say it was all the way there. Uh, this club um, will torture you for your mistakes. They limit their own mistakes, but playing at the point where they want to do, they haven't hit that. Yeah. No, they, what I took away from that game was something along those lines because watching that team, I was like, man, they look a little tired, a little worn out, a little sluggish. And then all, But, again, a lot of context goes into that. Obviously, the Galaxy were keyed up for this game. They really wanted to get out and get after them. And so LAFC was like, okay, we can. We have found ourselves from last season able to play in different ways where we can sit back a little bit and not have to play uh, 100 miles an hour. So I think that they recognized that. And so they sat back a little bit. But to your point, even though they were gas, they still found moments of quality. They still found the ability to defend. Um, that first half, other than Tyler Boyd hitting a shot from 35 yards out, which, yeah, maybe if you're not as tired, you close them down a little bit, but what are you gonna do there? The guy just hits it. They didn't really let up any chances. I think the only other time where I was really nervous for them was on a corner, which LAFC can be susceptible on corners if they don't get it right in, in that second phase, because then you're just chasing guys down. But really, they held them at bay, and then second half, they come out, they kind of turn the screw, like you said. Galaxy makes mistakes, they make them pay. And then they kind of go back in their shell a little bit because they're tired. And, the, and they say to the Galaxy, well, you're at home. Or you kind of were at home. Yeah. <laughs> you have to win this. And they were able to ha hang on. Yeah. Um, it got, I, the game got very loose at the end. But that's where we were like, wow, this is crazy. This is, uh, I'm going to sit down and watch this go down because it is. That was where the fun it, was. It that, was end to end. It was end to end. You're like, whoa. It was Ricky Pooch picking up the ball and trying to run 40 yards and then play a guy. Or Boanga picking up in midfield and just taking it himself. Yeah. That's another thing. It's like, because uh, Danny Bawanga was the MLS player of the match day last week. Carlos Vela is the player of the match day. You know, there's so many times in MLS where star power is limited because of a variety of things. But mm -hmm. this is a club that has a legit two guys, star power, elite MVP type players that can come up in an instant. And that's going to allow you to not put too much on one player. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe Mahala has it in him here at some point. Maybe. Uh, a Kellen Acosta or a Tillman or Sifu can have that, which they, the supporting cast. But you have like two A number ones mm -hmm. that I think we, we've seen it these last two weeks. Players that can come say, I'll take you there and become the big story, not just in LA, but in the league. That's what happened here with Carlos Vela. Two goals and his assist. I love how he scored the, was it the second goal was the last thing he scored? Yeah. Yeah. And then he's out of the game. Yeah, thank you. All right. Current <laughs> call. See you. Let's go. Right, it very much uh, reminds me of a story someone told me one time where uh, Van Morrison was doing a show, and it was at uh, it was Santa Barbara, and so you could see backstage, and so they're doing the show, and the band's playing, and he kind of waves, and people were like, I wonder if he's gonna come out for an encore, and somebody said they could see him get in his car, <laughs> <laughs> and if he could have done that, it would have been great. But it's a good time to point out a stat that our colleague Ulysses Roman gave us. Carlos Vela has 12 goals in this derby. Eight of them have been at the Galaxy. At away. And I love this first goal because it reminded me of the very first goal he scored there, where yep. he kind of brought it to his left foot, curled it around the goalie. Yeah, you get, you get a little bit lucky of where the ball bounces, but at the same time, the way he finishes that, there's only a few handful of players that can finish the ball the way he did. You had a, you had a nice thing you said. You got to see it as a, a fan sitting in the section. That was good. I did. It was awesome. I've Not never, on the clock. I have been to every LAFC Galaxy game that people have been allowed to attend um, and always working. And it was nice. I was sitting there with Lauren Terry, who used to work with us here too. And I, 
I looked at her and I go, you know, so many people always tell me, man, I wish wish I could do what you do and be in the press box. And I was go, yeah, the press box is not that great. It's usually like the highest seat. I go, and then having now finally gotten to sit as a fan, you guys have the best. What are you talking about you want to do what I do? It's amazing getting to sit through a game and, and be there and hear everything and actually get to cheer. Uh, I actually got to stand yeah. up when goals We're not allowed to cheer in the press box. We're not allowed to cheer in the goals if goals are scored in the press box. Yeah. Uh, a, a couple quick things before we move forward, and we again we don't want to talk too much because Nashville's way in the, in the future. It's an away game, a team that doesn't give up a lot of goals. Uh, LAFC did allow two goals here. I mean, they they haven't allowed any goals in games, but the prior four games. So I, I would imagine that defense will hold up. So when yep. we have a conversation about can they continue this pace where they don't taste defeat, that defense is going to keep them in games, and we saw it with. Colorado and Seattle where they got big shots on the road walk away with a nil-nil score which is not very sexy I know but it keeps you unbeaten it yeah. keeps teams frustrated they say we can't get one over this and team it just lays a foundation again you go back to teams of old LAFC you felt like they only really had one way to win and they were very good at that one this way is... clearly but this now feels like when these guys get take a few punches they go okay and they figure something out and they they can uh, kind of tactically be aware in the moment and say maybe this is not our day in this one way let's switch gears yeah and i don't think other teams have quite solved that yet one lesson i just as you mentioned that about some all the stuff that lafc will get to see you know the galaxy changed their formation they went to three in the back they, they flooded that midfield they got the fullbacks up and played much better uh that's something now that lafc will can expect with these kind of change little things that they can take out of a season that will do them well. Good luck playing an LAFC <laughs> team that's not tired, flooding your numbers yeah. forward and your fullback forward. Yeah, it could be I, ugly. I would not it recommend it. worked in it. a small sample size there. Yeah. We always, uh, because we're not going to be looking too far ahead to Nashville, we wanted to get you guys involved. We, uh, earlier this week, asked for some questions. If you do have any questions, reach us out on our social media handles. Uh, I think you know them. We could get there on Instagram We take questions all the time, but this is a specific fan question segment. And you know what? You guys send in so many questions, I think we're going to try to do this more often. Yeah. Gav, Gav, by the way, on Instagram asked me to say if uh, we'll ever go to players' favorite restaurants and do some content from there. And I, would, I said, yes, I'd love to, but yeah. Yeah, it takes a lot of that, work. We do that in a heartbeat, but that takes a lot of people. Okay, but we'll go to that, Gav. Um, all right, we'll just kind of ping-pong these, and we'll go through them. Again, you guys sent in a ton of questions, so if we did not answer your question, we'll do this again, and we'll definitely do these. Um, okay, let me, let, me, let me start on Instagram. Uh, this is from at Josee6. He asks, can Denny come close to Carlos Villa's 34-goal record? I don't think so, because it's just a huge number. I mean, it's just an astronomical number. I mean, the last couple years since, we haven't really hit it. Uh, but then again, the guys already had hat-tricks in different competitions. Mm -hmm. I think because of what I said earlier, where they, they may shoulder that burden. I mean, yeah. Carlos really shouldered that bit. Um, maybe not, but... I think I it's know. the amount of competitions that goes against him. He's spreading goals clearly across all. He plays all the time, though. But if he no, yeah, no. But if he was in this form, let's say, and was only playing MLS games, then we then he might have that chance. But he's gonna score some hat tricks in uh, Concacaf Champions League as he does. Okay. Um, and some of those goals are gonna go. I think, all said and done, very good chance he has 34 goals across all competitions in just MLS. I, I don't. 34. That's incredible. It's still a lot. Are we going uh, out of order? I don't know. You can you can kind of pick through them. I I, I put in there the ones that I think. Uh, are fun. Okay, like what four LAFC players would you take on a camping trip? Let's put together a... a okay, let's put we're, together. Renting, we're renting a camper. This, this we're is going from, to uh, Zion yeah. or we're going to... Uh, we're going to... A Marcelino, Marcelino 17 is the one that sent it to us and I think that's a great question. Some of these are fun. Some of these are... I, some people are screaming because they're like, why can't you do soccer questions? Because some of these are fun. One, one has to be our guest, Ryan Hollingshead. He's a, an outdoorsman and he's got a flatbed. Yes. 
Oh yeah, he has a sweet truck. He's yes. got that. He's got that Ford Lightning uh, electric. So, so we, he's we take in. that. So yeah, you gotta have a guy with a truck. Uh, got a little tricky, didn't it? Yeah. Got a little tricky. You know, my guy Maxime Cropose. Oh yes. The dude that I think we we would hang out with, and uh, he he's 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 always down for everything. I mean, he's in a. He's in that Indy car out there yeah. at the Long Beach Grand Prix. He seems to be down for everything. I would say Ilya Sanchez, but I get the feeling he'd be a real early riser. I'm not getting up at 6 a.m. Yeah. Too many activities. Yeah, too many activities by like 5 p.m. I go, Ilya, we want to go back to the campsite and uh, drink a couple beers. Uh, let's get out of here. Yeah. I think that's why Ilya, I'm going to take you out of that one. I think that was well thought out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to take one of the guys that like you wouldn't do too well. Yeah. Like, I, look, I love you, Denny, but... <laughs> A pretty dude. I think and you're, you're well kempt, <laughs> and I don't think maybe camping is your deal. So maybe just somebody a camping can be a good shindig. It doesn't have to be aggressive yeah. camping. I mean, he's a great guy, but I'm just saying he's probably more of a glamping guy. Yeah, uh, John McCarthy. Yeah, John's. John McCarthy. We have to ask the players a little bit more. Okay, we'll move on from that one. Well, here's one for you. It's from Snoop Bob. Which LAFC player would make a good rugby player? Best rugby player. Uh, I've already seen some rugby tendencies in Aaron Long and the way he defends that would tell me his. And I know he had a, a, a football background as well. So I think he would have a, a, a good leg up if he wanted to do that. But he has a, the way he pursues players and with, with emphasis. I mean, he would look pretty scary if he had to tackle. He's a big dude. Yeah, so I think, closing speed. Yeah, He's closing got speed. Okay. Uh, uh, Lighthearted banter asks. Yeah, you got to ask this one. Yeah, what's what's Matty Bogish like as a person? Seems like a good dude who would fit in well with the kids. Uh, I love this question because the I, lads, the lads, uh, I, the lads. I love this question because I got to be here when he was presented, and I uh, he was there with Marco Garces, and the answers were great and everything. But I walked away being like, that guy's a Terminator. Yeah. Like there's something about him where like when he was answering the questions, I just felt like he was gonna flip the table and be like, give me a soccer ball, I'll show you guys right now. I don't want to talk anymore. Like let's just go out yeah. there and play play football. Yeah. He was. He wants to play football. You know what club he came from, right? He came from a club in Ibiza, which sounds great. But we asked him about it. He goes, oh, I know. I wanted to play. And Too it's much all this. noise. Too much noise. And the owners, this, that, and the other. He goes, I wanted to come play. So uh, that's what it is. He wants no distractions. Although maybe Ibiza, I don't get it all wrong. Yeah. Mallorca is a, a Balearic island. You know, that's a high desirable place. And we also said he was a salt of the earth guy. I go, how do I pronounce your name? Mateusz. And he goes, eh, Mati. I go, boom. Can I just say this for you players? When we ask you how you pronounce your name, please tell us how you would prefer. Yes. It's the worst when people go, however. Yeah. We don't like that. Because we'll say it wrong. We want to say your name the way you'd like to pronounce it. Uh, oof. What do you got? Yeah, people, well, yeah, Freddie Yorho about the best player to share a drink. I think that's, or or coffee with, and I think that kind of bleeds into, I would I, I would say Steve, because he's just a good guy to sit down and talk with. Yep. Steve Gerundle, and not likes a player. His wine. Yeah. And is a connoisseur. And, and plus, he would do it. He's a very social yeah. guy. He's very anti-coach in many ways he's kind of like one of the guys which is very disarming when you you cover for him but he is a coach on See, the I'll, field i'll go the opposite direction eric duenas not 21 yet but wait till you're 21 and then him and i go out on town he'll drive you there too he can drive so uh cisco thoughts on buke's development so far i wanted to touch on this okay because i think some people I've, I've heard this brian rodriguez comparison they go i, I don't know if that's I think Stipe Buke is at a very good spot right now. Getting those minutes, uh, not being thrust into a feature role yet, that might come. I know the goal hasn't come there, but I think it is. I've seen enough from what he does. and mm -hmm. I mean, it's very dynamic, and he goes at players. A good change of pace sometimes off the bench. Really good mm -hmm. in this capacity of playing 30 minutes, uh, if that's his role for now. He'll, he'll start some games. 
I love it. I think that that's when you look around the league, no one has that. Mm-hmm. And that's a case of being LAFC where you can have a guy of that level who's still very young, growing in far from home, uh, to have a, a luxury like that. So I'm, I'm, I'm very happy to have it. One of the moments after the game that probably didn't, a lot of people didn't get to see because it was after the cameras were gone, um, Steve pulled Stipe aside and they had a, they had a chat. You could tell they were ch- chatting about it. And I think it was talking about, hey, look, you beat one or two guys in this moment. And I know you're, you're energetic. You want to get a goal. You, you get that rush of blood to your head. You want to go to goal. But maybe you need to do something different. Maybe you need to lay a pass sooner. Um, so I think he'll get there. But that was just a cool moment. I, I love those moments. Yeah. I, know, I know the big one is Pep with Joshua Kimmich way back when he really takes him aside. And, but it wasn't quite that energetic. Um, but you could tell it was a moment. I think I he seems like a guy that just really takes, wants to take in all that information and wants that kind of extra coaching. And I'm not saying Brian wasn't, but we have had Brian actually say, you know, for a while there, I was kind of just on my own. And I think yeah. when he got better, he said, I've been listening more to the coaches. Yeah, Steve it took Bay a while. seems to I be think, always yeah. on that. Look, he, you want to see him get a goal. I would imagine it's coming here, but I would be, I, I would be more optimistic about the way he started. A guy that they didn't want to put a lot of pressure on, right? Mm-hmm. Out of the jump. So, uh, there we go. So we did the IG questions. We're now on to... We're on to Twitter. Go ahead. Twitter was... Well, that one was from Cisco Buke. Uh, then we have one from uh, Jose, which is Joe Julio 13 Shout out. Uh, when do you think LAFC is going to hit their ceiling or begin to have trouble getting results, given the pile-up of games? Or do, do you think they're capable of comfortably competing in all competitions? And a couple people had Good questions question. along this line. But well phrased. I think you got to look at it in segments. And I think we saw kind of how the segment goes. Uh, first game back, they they kind of have to get their legs back underneath them again like they did at Colorado. And then in those middle sections, they just seem to be throttling teams. Yeah. Uh, they get back, just better. They, they go to Vancouver, they throttle them. They come home, they throttle Austin. They know that they got to finish off business. They take care of Vancouver. And then that fifth game, that's the game where things get a little bit dicey, um, where maybe LAFC is a little susceptible. But... They haven't lost yet. Yeah. So to your point, like, can they do it? I, th- I think they can do it to a reputable level where luckily the middle games are the CONCACAF Champions League games, which are the ones where, like, you got to get the job done or else you're out. But then in those fifth games against MLS teams, maybe you just maybe you do get a 0-0. Zero, zero. Yeah. I'm not going to predict a loss for this team. Uh, I, 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 is there a bad patch there? Probably. Uh, I, I, I believe teams are worried about playing LAFC. I, I think it's changed a bit. Like, hey, let's go get to get this win. I think they go there and go, okay, let's be careful not to get run out a little bit they here. And now they're getting deeper because they've done such a good job developing players. You know, they could throw, they have legit depth now. Sergi can cover both fullbacks. Uh, Daniel Maldonado is another guy as a center back who could fill in there. So they even more depth. You have <laughs> new po- Polish midfielder coming in who looks the goods. Dwenyas is developing and getting minutes. And it's just more, uh, there's more there than any club. So uh, it's, this is a bad, this is a tough matchup for anyone. And I don't think anyone is going to look forward to playing LFC because it's going to be hard. And I'll just caveat, because there's been a lot of talk about the depth of the game, because obviously in this last game, Giorgio Keeling didn't dress, Timothy Tillman didn't dress. So it limited some options. But LFC 1 through 16 is better than any team in the league. I guarantee yeah. it. I can guarantee you that. Steve has options within game. Yes, if injuries happen, that's going to be bad. But I, if you have a squad that 1 through 16, that's enough rotation where you could really do some things. Fingers crossed that you never have any injuries and all most teams have to do that. But within MLS, that's depth. We're not going to have a Manchester City where you have 22 guys or 20 guys where you can change out a whole. It just, at least not with the way it happens here. But 
in the context of MLS, that depth is it's really solid. Yeah, it's very good. There was a, a bunch of questions about Sifu. There was a, a bunch of questions about Sifu. Here's a quick one we can get take care of that I asked about. Will the team fly back from Nashville before going to Philly? They will. Uh, keep in mind, and I know you guys are probably like, oh, it's so much travel. Uh, it's, it's about a four-hour flight to Nashville. They charter. Um, I think these guys would rather sleep in their own beds and be home. I think that's more refreshing to them than to stay out there. Maybe it was New York, Philly, they would yeah, I don't reconsider. Think, I don't think it's it's quite as drastic as you guys, again. Philly's they, a long flight. Yeah. Philly's a long flight. But they, go, but they go to the airport, load their bags, they get on the plane. It's not like they're sitting in airports and, and wasting oh. time. We get to, we, we, oh, our, we forgot to get McCarthy. We're going to do our Philly cheesesteak thing. He's actually going back to Philly now. We blew it. Well, Maybe we can do it next week. Yeah. Maybe he can bring some back for us. Yeah, we'll have to get to him next week. Uh, but right. the last question that a lot of you asked is, is about Sifu, and I think we'll, we, it's a good one to end on because it's, it's a question that's been lingering since yeah. the summer. It will obviously continue into the summer. Uh, I would assume that he will probably move on in the summer because by then... Well, his you contract is... His contract is running down, so you don't want to lose him for free. Um, there is always the chance he could sign to extension, similar to what Edward Atuesta did, but even then, Atuesta still got it's moved on. Um, I would just think that, you know, after Champions League is wrapped up, and hopefully it's a fruitful Champions League, um, there's not much left for him to do. And again, the window's open. It's a better time for European clubs yeah. to be buying a player like him. Whatever happens, we, we know that, you know, LAFC have always wanted to do well with their players. And I don't know the conversations, but maybe Stephen says, I want to, I want to try their to play in Europe or South America or what, what have you, whatever he wants, that they would like to help facilitate that on those circumstances. They've done it in the past, and if that is in the future, I love uh, Sifu. He, obviously, he's not had um, the best season. He's yeah, did have some good spots here, scored the goal yeah. in CCL, started the game against the Galaxy, and was involved in some good things, including the penalty. Uh, but then you'd like to see that and go forward. But whatever it is... Um, I think he's a rhythm player, and I think that's probably what's been toughest for him. I mean... Coming into this game, Tillman was just in a great, yeah. great form. He's he's yeah. seamlessly gone in, into this team. He he provides something a little bit different to Sifu, but once when Sifu gets rolling, he's like he's that boulder downhill, yeah. and he can really start. Roll, but he just hasn't been able to find it. Maybe it'll happen here with with Tillman. Adam, we don't know what his status is for this week. Um, but I think a Things lot of people change. Things yeah, a lot of people get asked this question because they just think that like once you're in the starting eleven, if you got out something. Horrible must happen. Nothing horrible happened. No, this is on Tillman. And by the way, if in, 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 in a league where it's a little more restrictive, there you keep all these guys. You say we're yeah. in here. We're going to have lots of games. We'll all get to play. Everyone's happy. But it's not perfect in that way in many ways. But uh, we'll we'll see. But I think I think you're right. He might get some uh, a few more sniffs here. And as we saw, we talked about it last week after the the goal he scored. The team adores him. They celebrated with him right. uh, way past. It was like minutes and minutes of celebrating. Uh, so everyone's pulling for him too within the team. Uh, we, uh, I think we've covered that enough. It's hard to put away the Galaxy game, but we'll keep talking it with our guest, Ryan Hollingshead, birthday boy, goal scorer, LAFC defender. He is coming up next on Inside LAFC, the MVP Max and Vince podcast. Back here on Inside LAFC, the MVP podcast. Uh, always tremendous to welcome in Ryan Hollingshead, especially coming off uh, such a statement victory. Um, I want to talk about the season at, at large in a little bit, Ryan, but just I want to get your idea because the one thing coming into that game was that LAC had never won there. And I know you probably don't hear from the coaches, but was that something you guys were aware of? That's something you talked about and one of the things you wanted to cross off the list? Yeah, the the staff here is not afraid of putting pressure on our shoulders or, or making the moment too big. I've been in 
cultures, situations where it's like, ah, we don't want to tell them like there's a lot riding on this, that like there's, you know, we don't put that monkey on their back or whatever the, the saying is. And here they're like, no, you need to understand what we're going up against. You guys have an opportunity to break, you know, a four or five year streak of not winning on the road and we're in good form, we should go do that. So they were very clear all week leading up to it. Our schedule has been so packed with the, these back-to-back -back games that we uh, didn't have a ton of time to kind of get prepared. But in, in the time that we had, they were clear, this is our chance to go to Galaxy, go to Carson and, uh, and get a win. And so that was the goal. No doubt about it, that was the goal going into it. Yep. Well, so they're preparing you all week, you, you know the stakes, and then you roll into the stadium and there's already, what would we say, like a thousand? I mean, how many people were there? We've been trying to like, well estimate. Early. Like, yes. That's a big section of stadium yes. that they were occupying. Yes. Yeah, because for people that don't know, you guys, get, when you get there, you get to go have a little walk out on the pitch, yeah, kind of yeah. check things out. Yeah. But you're not used to having that many people already in there. These guys, yeah, it's, it's like, it's not surprising at all. These guys are amazing. 3252, they, they, especially for the Galaxy, but really anywhere we go, they make away stadiums feel like home stadiums. Oftentimes they're louder more engaged than the the home fans are and so uh i mean that fuels us and it gets us excited to go play especially against our rival especially in carson uh you know having them there for us is is one of the biggest talking points and again going back to like talking about not winning there on the road yet up until now uh the other thing that they were stressing and our staff was stressing was getting our supporters that uh that moment that feeling of being able to celebrate in carson stadium they haven't been able to do that so uh that was another kind of thing that we got to we got to do you're hooking up the supporters a lot this season so far yes <laughs> and us as well because yes. we, we get to talk about uh all these uh, incredible things and I, and I know i asked you about that and you and i referenced it before about this past week you said no bad days so no bad days right uh, it's safe to say lfc haven't had that Maybe the New England game was that game where, okay, things are clicking. Yeah. But you haven't really hit the top tier, but you haven't had a bad day. And that, in, in that in this situation, has avoided tasting defeat. Yeah. You had the Walla Wallenza second leg, a bit of an outlet, but without tasting defeat. Right. And you, you believe that's a sustainable thing? I think so. And uh, I would say, yeah, like you said, we're not playing our best football. We've, we've had spells of really good football. We've had spells of 5, 10, 15 minutes. We're like, okay, this is LAFC football. This is our style. This is our tactics. And then you have moments, I would say the Galaxy game especially was one of our worst performances of the wow. season. Just a lot of uh, like disjointed attacks, a lot of back and forth counterattacks, not really having control of the ball, not really like putting our uh, stamp on the game and, and really forcing our uh, influence on the game. It was just kind of like we were letting the game happen to us, which we don't do. And so. Part of that's nerves part of that's just a long season this you know the long start to the season with all these midweek games and it just takes a toll after some time but um but yeah i just think you know if we're able to win even games like that even games when we don't show up and play our best football even games when we show up and play some of our worst football to still come out and get a get three points not even a tie but get three points is uh I think proof of what this team can do this year. Proof you're doing something right. Right. You're saying, okay, we're in a good place. Right. We're not. We know we can play better than this. Yeah. And we're getting a win on the road. Yeah. Exactly. You speaking about it being a little disjointed, and I actually kind of wrote about this, and you're the perfect person to ask, because one of the things that I kind of saw with my, you know, semi-pro tactical eye was, yeah. the fullbacks were a little bit different than we've seen them in any game, and so you can tell me if it was more a product of 
the way the Galaxy were playing, or was it a little bit, hey guys, this is the fifth game in 16 days, 15 days, 16 days. Maybe we let them come at us a little bit. And by the way, once we bypass their midfield anyways, we're in we're in on goal yeah or was it you tell me what was the combination of what kind of changed the tactical tactics of the game yeah that wasn't the goal going in there wasn't like an idea of trying to hold our outside backs lower down the field it was just i think reading the game as it was unfolding they came out obviously with a ton of energy on the front foot and so in those moments you want to kind of just weather the storm sit back a little bit stay compact keep our tactics keep our structure and let them try to break us down, which is going to be hard for them to do, and then try to catch them on a counterattack. At some point, though, we need to step out of that, right? At some point, it's like, okay, we've got control back of the game. Now we can push our outside backs a little bit more forward, get on the front foot, start being a little bit more uh, active in the way that we are pressing the ball forward. And it just never really clicked. There's moments, again, there's That's moments. That's what we saw when you guys got those two goals. Right. Kind of there's moments right? like really good press, turn the ball over the midfield, attack quickly, get a corner kick, you know, that sort of stuff that really rewarded us. But it just wasn't often enough. And so in those moments as an outside back, especially, I'm trying to weigh the pros and cons of like, okay, if I get forward, I'm exposing my back line a little bit too much. We're on the road. Let's be careful. Let's stay tactically structured make it really hard for them to break us down and you know our attack is so so good that we feel confident we're going to score goals and so if we can keep that clean sheet so it's all man it's all a mental game at that point right. there's not there wasn't like a uh, idea from our staff to do that but it's just reading the game reading the moment and feeling like okay this isn't the time to to push is that a good case because uh, one thing i think about this lafc that i've enjoyed is they've really made teams pay for mistakes. Yeah. I think it was really a, a case in point of this Galaxy game. Obviously a bad throw, yeah. uh, a bad deflection, and punishing that. Is, is this, how well equipped is this team to make those teams uh, pay? Yeah, yeah, they gave us a couple goals like by their mistakes and kind of what they, uh, little lapses in judgment from them. But also that was, we saw that going into this game. We saw that they were giving those mistakes up in the earlier games throughout this season. We've seen that they're vulnerable to those sorts of errors and uh, they leave their midfield exposed in so many ways. They're just kind of all over the place in the midfield. And so the counter attack is on, the quick attack on a turnover is on, uh, mistakes like that to capitalize, all that is on and all that was a part of us. Uh, a part of our game plan going forward, you know, getting getting ready for them this this last week. So uh, it, it's like, you know, they they did make the errors, but at the same time, like we're forcing those errors by the style we want to play and what we want to press them into, and uh, and then we are we are clinical and capitalizing on them. When you got a set piece goal, which always is nice when you're on the road, especially against a rival, you obviously scored it. Yeah. And I don't think I'm giving anything away here because the tape on you is already out there, but you have this this little curl move that you're able to just get a little bit of space and if the delivery is good like you're going to be there every time yeah we had enough corner kicks enough set pieces at that point that i knew what my defender was doing and and so he wasn't really like putting his arm on me or putting his body on me he was just like trying to mirror me wherever i was so i just stood on the back post he wasn't looking at the ball at all he was just looking at me and so all i had to do was one little shimmy and then get him to bite and then go the other way and uh the service was perfect, right? I mean, I didn't even, like, little baby jump. I didn't even really have to go jump to attack it. I just waited until the ball came to me, got him out of my way, and, and headed it home. So, uh, yeah, those goals are, are 
for, for me, good to just get back into scoring and get, get that started for the season. And for the team, getting an away goal, set piece on the road is, is just crucial. I feel like every time he's on here, we're talking about goals. Yeah, it's true. With, with you as a defender. That's right. Just... That's right. It's true. I mean, you, you had an incredible tally, and now you're adding to it in 2023. By the way, that goal was crazy because there was that stoppage because someone threw something Carlos, and he stopped, and then he lays that thing Yeah, in. perfect. That was... Hey, that's how football works, though. You know, I there's know. something that changes the tide. I don't know if it's Carlos feeling a little bit more angry, whips it in a little bit harder. You know, you're you never the know. Fans pay for their mistakes right. now. Right. Don't, don't, that's right. That's right. Don't poke the bear. Exactly. Exactly. I'm gonna ask a dumb question. Is it? Is it? Does it make your birthday nicer when you score a goal? Yeah, it's a dumb question. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Like, yes. Oh, my birthday was yes. great. Dude, it, yeah. And you know, that's always the joke. Always the joke is you show up. It's a game day on your birthday. You know. It's the one occupation where you're in working hard on your birthday yeah. and you're like, wow, it's a weekend. I should mm -hmm. be out just enjoying this, sitting on the beach in LA, but no, I'm here uh, here playing a game. So everybody's joking like, oh, it's your birthday. You're gonna get a goal. You're getting a goal today. You're getting a goal. And so then to actually do that and, and put it in the back of the net is uh, is always special. I'll How, say this. Have you, you scored get... on your birthday before? No, I don't think so. No. As you get older, you don't want goals on your birthday. You just want no one to really pay attention. You I want like those birthdays to come and just people to leave you alone by and large. That's it's not right. that you don't want to be happy birthday. It's just that you're feeling older and you're like, you, you don't want to celebrate those months. <laughs> yeah. So don't score goals when you get older. Okay, when deal. you're in your 40s and you're playing, yeah, no yeah, yeah. People that, right. people that are watching are wondering why I now have my phone out. And look, if you're wondering, it's Apple, so at least we're good. For right, all nice. The product placement. I got it too. Um, I have it out because I, I listed some famous people that have share the same birthday with you. I don't know. Have you, have you ever done this? No, people like no. you've got a good date. I'm excited for you this. You've got a pretty good yeah. date. Good date. And this this is just a list of a few. Uh, Wilbur Wright, the Wright brothers, first flight. Pretty Amazing, solid, right? solid, good start. Charlie Chaplin, <laughs> yeah, great, great start. Mustaches, um, I wanted I to say. Yep, <laughs> I think this one you're really gonna like, and it goes well with what That'd I'm be wearing. A Halloween costume yeah. for you, maybe. Yeah, and you could say we're on the same birthday. Yeah, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh yeah, classic. And the UCLA connection. Let's yeah. go. A uh, couple of soccer ones, Rafa Benitez, okay. Freddie Jungberg. Okay, I remember Freddie, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, you nailed this here, Vince. Yeah. He's approved every single one uh, of them. Martin Lawrence, did you ever watch Martin? Martin Lawrence the comic? Yes, he's, uh, what's he in? What's he been in? He hasn't been in a lot. He was in Bad it's Boys. Bad Boys, yeah, 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 of course, yes, of course, right. yes. of course. There you go. Uh, and Bad Rapper. Boys too. Yeah. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy of uh, Queen's Gambit, and she's in... Uh, this is an amazing list, Vince. What else is she in? She's in a lot of stuff. She's in one of those. Uh, she's one of those actor actresses that's in. Just she was in okay, okay, uh, okay. something recently. Sadie Sink is uh, from Stranger Things. Yeah. If you yeah, watch the recent yeah. Stranger Things. Uh, and the last one. This is for me and Max. I don't know if you're uh, so much. I think we've talked about music before, but I don't think you're so much on the hardcore. Give it side to me. Punk. Give it to uh, me. Ian McKay of Minor Threat and Fugazi. Yeah. No, I don't know. You it. Kind of Peter out there, it. Vince. Didn't yeah, know but it. for him we did. But for those, for those, and I know we have a lot of listeners <laughs> that are really into uh, hardcore oh, and punk wait, rock. Oh, wait, uh, I'm sorry. Pretty yeah, solid. that's a solid list. Uh, and uh, yeah, now I'm in there. We got we got Jeff Huber here. That's on there. Oh, was it Jeff uh, yeah, as well? Yeah. Didn't have Jeff on the list. Yeah. Get him on that list. You know, it's his birthday on the April 11th. 11th. Just a couple oh, of days prior. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, we overshadowed your birthday a little bit here. Well, if he would have scored a goal, this would be a backwards interview. If we wanted to have a party because they're so close, we could have it on the same day. We could. We could have a joint party. Maybe we could, you know, ease the, you know, we could have a bigger party because we're both kind of. Is that an invitation? Yeah, like, like <laughs> instead of maybe just doing a house party, we could do it at the uh, at Disneyland or something. All we right. We could make it bigger. Now we're, we're both, talking. We, we'll, we'll split the bill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of birthday parties, 
let's let's wrap it here. I've got some birthday questions for you. Okay. These are not soccer related at all. So we're we're doing this is the fun stuff. You got okay. all the hard stuff out of the way. Uh, what was the best birthday gift you ever received? Oh no, that's so hard. I don't even know if I remember. You know, it's got to be something like, uh, you know, like snow skis back when you're you're young. All you want to do is hit the slopes. And you just like. That's probably This was you in Sacramento. So this was me in Sacramento. So I'm driving an hour, hour and a half up to Tahoe. Tahoe yeah. So it's like right there. And I'm trying to think. Like I never got a I didn't get like a car for a birthday ever or something like that. I think snow skis, like uh, some snow gear was the best. Okay. Can we yeah. stop making commercials where people gift cars? Because it's, it's not realistic. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not, not realistic. It's not realistic. Especially stop on, setting especially those on Christmas. Stop no, setting those hopes. Even if you have the money, don't do that. Yeah. Keep it small because you're gonna ruin it for next year. Okay. Uh, worst gift. Uh, I hate, you got no, I, this is so good. I hate surprises and I hate being surprised. I'm like, if I'm gonna have a party, just let me know that it's happening and who's coming and I'll be so excited. But if you surprise me about it, yeah, I will not be excited. It'll throw me off. Like, it's just not, I'm not like, I'm not a surprise guy. And I had a surprise birthday thrown for me. And I was like, this is like, this is not it. I think I handled it well, but I was like, like, this is not it. And then two years later, they threw it again. After I had the, I was like, I was like, we've had the conversation. I just had to laugh at that point, but I was like, you it just was. Stop the party in its tracks. Everybody out. Right, right. I was like, this. no, what? Again, we already had this conversation. But I think what that means is I need to throw this person a surprise party. I think it's proving that they're the ones that really want the surprise party. Because they keep, you know, I'm just, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sensing it. I'm sensing it. I'm with that's you. Right. I wouldn't want it. I did one for my wife, and uh, I got a lot of brownie points. She that's it, huge. But that's true, certain but that's people huge. love it. Well, this segue, I wouldn't want one either. Though. Yeah, certain people love it though. Segways nicely. Are you a big party guy or low key family? I am like the most low key. I want nothing to change my day. I want like, <laughs> you know what? I want very so little. So you're like, oh, I have a game today. This is the worst. yeah, like my birthday. Yes, but you my really birthday. I'm like, I'm like, babe, I, just like give me a couple diapers that I don't have to change. Like I get three passes, diapers dirty. I get to say like, you're changing the diaper. That's what I want for one. And two, like, let's just order some yummy food, take out, like, let's just, let's just do that. Not have to worry about dinner. That's it. If we do those two things, I'm, I'm so happy. Well, aren't you glad that you now have this for posterity? We can clip yes. this and Ryan, send it yes. out. This is what Ryan wants Ryan to Ryan said party planner. Uh, yes. Check it out in the, uh, the yellow pages or on Google. Well, I'm going to do <laughs> one last thought with the last question. Build me the perfect birthday cake. What is the what is the flavor? What are, what are we having for Ryan? Oh, there's cake? just no question. You're talking Dairy no Queen ice cream cake. The ice cream can vary, but this is this is I grew up on ice cream cakes. Okay. Best things, best things ever. Probably probably more nostalgic than anything. Uh, but ice cream cake, usually like Oreo ice cream. You know, cookies and cream is always just a classic. Every once in a while, you're feeling like a cookie dough ice cream in there, and then oof, just too wow. good. You're too making good. me nostalgic. When's too? the last time you had an ice cream well, cake? Yeah, I did. We had a, it a long time. Yeah, it's been a while, huh? But it was it was the jam. Which it's is so like, good. Why does it have to stop? Yeah, right, people At don't think about it have enough. to stop, people. Yeah. <laughs> what? When did that just stop happening? You're yeah. right. No one eats ice cream cakes. Let's get them back on the map. Let's get them back, back on the map. map. Uh, Dairy Queen, Carvel, whoever wants it, get it out. That was my jam. And they had put marshmallow on top of it. Right. Well, you did very well with that rapid fire. Well played. What a good memory you have. In addition to great nose for gold. Ryan Holly said, great to chat with you here on uh, the podcast and uh, good luck this uh, weekend in Nashville to get to, uh, a short little trip there to music. Yeah, that's right. Thanks, guys. I appreciate right. it.
Ryan Holly said we'll be back again next week to recap that. We'll start the preview of the CONCACAF Champions League, LAFC preparing for the semifinals against the Philadelphia Union. You certainly know what that means. But rate, review, download, subscribe, tell a friend, uh, share the podcast, and uh, we'll see you out there. Great job from everyone at LAFC this past Sunday. You did it.